0: To episode 96 of Bible Bedtime. I am your host, Dana, and I am so grateful that you are here. Welcome. Tonight, we will be reading from the New Testament, Mark 9. At Bible Bedtime, it is our goal to help ease you into a peaceful night's sleep by listening to God's Word. In each episode, I will read a full chapter of the Bible in a soft voice. And play background music and sound effects to help you cozy into relaxation and sleep. Now, over the last few episodes, I have been sharing a bit about what your brain is doing while you are falling asleep and being asleep. We talked about your hypothalamus and your brainstem. Another part of your brain that is active and plays a key role in peaceful nights is the thalamus and the thalamus collects information from your senses, sight, sound, smell, touch and sends it to the cerebral cortex which is another part of your brain that interprets and processes all of the information and helps you create memories from that information. Now, while you are asleep, the thalamus quiets down which allows you to tune out the outside world. But when you are dreaming, which scientists call REM sleep, your thalamus wakes back up and sends images and sounds and all all kinds of other sensations so that our dreams feel realistic. All these parts of our brains work together to help us have a restful, wonderful, rejuvenating sleep every day. And these systems, these complex systems were designed by God. Which is miraculous. Now let's get ready to sleep. If you have any lights on now is the time to turn them off. And there's anything else that is providing too much input into your brain, it's time to turn it down. Tonight, we'd like to say a special prayer for our listeners in Calgary, Canada. Together, all of us around the world are thinking of you and praying for you. That your night will be peaceful and restful. quiet and that your day tomorrow as you go about your life will be pleasant and bright and positive now whether you are in Calgary or somewhere else in the world I invite you Join me in taking three deep breaths. Here we go. One. Two. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There, He was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come true? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with him about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the his father, How long has he been like this? From childhood. He answered, It is often thrown into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, Everything is possible for him if he believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man, is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant, and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked him, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the great. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child and had him stand among them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, "Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, does not welcome me, but the one who sent me." Teacher said, John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop, because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can, in the next moment, say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone causes one of these, little ones. You believe in you to sin. It would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied round his neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye and out here you will be thrown into hell where the world does not burn and the fire is not burnt. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. The psalm of David is found in Psalm 23, which says, Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk, Through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint We'll end tonight's podcast with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on Earth as it is in Heaven.